Hello and welcome to season four of Motivate Me. Are you feeling flat and you want to get your mojo back? Well, welcome to Monday Motivation, where we'll be dishing out tips, tricks, and techniques to get your head and heart back in the game. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Motivate Me. It's me time here on Motivate Me, and we are working on coming back from flat. Before we start, let's get into the right headspace. We're going to engage in the idea that this is the time where you are the priority. So we're going to take two slow, deep breaths just to get us centered. You can follow me. We're going in for four, hold for four, out for six. So in for four. Hold for four, out for six. Let's do that one more time. In for four, hold for four, out for six. I'm a huge believer in deep breaths and feel free to take that time all throughout the episode. Today's focus is get your blood pumping. And I have a disclaimer for you for today's show. This episode is not a lecture on the benefits of exercise. And I have to tell you, of all the tips, tricks, and techniques that I used to get my head and heart back in the game when I fell flat, this technique is one of my absolute favorites. And I think it's one that most of us just don't do enough. I've come to understand that from a very early age, freedom has been a core value of mine. Like the day I got my driver's license remains one of the most favorite days of all time. I was literally hooting and hollering for 10 straight minutes at the top of my lungs on my first solo drive. And another example of when I felt deliciously free was when I moved from New Jersey to California just eight days after I graduated high school. I only knew one person who lived there. And I knew before I went that two months after I got there, he'd have to go out to sea for six months. But I wasn't scared by this. I was actually excited by it. And then, of course, there's our podcast tour when we traveled the 50 states in 90 days interviewing people about passion. I'll tell you something about that, though. I absolutely did feel fear before I headed out on that bad boy trip. Lots of fear. But once I hit the open road, it was like my heart literally split open and I, I just I experienced actual bliss. I felt so alive. I felt so free. Can you feel my blood pumping in these examples? Now, here's the thing. We can't do one thing, no matter how big it is, and ride that out for the rest of our lives. If we don't continuously nurture this side of ourselves, we will continuously lose ourselves. And we disengage from the world, from our passions, and from joy. In this way, it is like diet and exercise. This is another way we sometimes let ourselves go. We need to do things that excite us often. And when we're off, we need to recalibrate. So let's talk today about ways we can get our blood pumping again, because this will increase your motivation, ignite your excitement about life, make you more creative, and improve your mood. And who doesn't want all of that, right? And after I share this list of ideas with you, I really want to share a struggle I've been having within my marriage about exactly this. Okay, 
So if you want to feel great, but you're short on ideas on how to push yourself into that, here's a list of some things to consider. And there's many, many more. So get in the sun. Why? For some vitamin D. Connect with nature, especially walking barefoot in the dirt. Take a risk, you know, like call that guy you've been looking at, invest in that stock, take that trip, play like a kid, get on your bike. Personally, I'm in love with my electric bike. Paint with your fingers, role play. Next, tire out your body. So go for a hike, do yard work, clean your basement, get tired. Meditate. You guys know I'm a fan. It can be exciting. Trust me, it can get your blood pumping if you find the right meditation. Watch a scary movie. Now, this one's not my favorite, but it will definitely get your blood pumping. Listen to music. Make different playlists for yourself with your music. You know, do one for stretching, one for outdoors, one for cleaning, one for sexy time. Then be curious. Learn all the things. Like, why is New Jersey the only state where people can't pump their own gas? Or how was the Reese's peanut butter cup really invented? Or what's Pink's real name? Whatever it is, just be curious. Visit new places. I say go on an adventure. Explore. Try new foods. Take pictures. Next, plan a surprise. That always gets my heart pumping. Also, how about make plans? Like make plans for the future. Like to see friends, to see family, to relax, to have coffee with somebody, to go boating, to get excited for the future, you know? Like maybe you want to plan an ATV trip or a winery tour, camping, whatever it is. Make plans for your future. And then, of course, exercise. Maybe you want to hit it hard or you want to do something that you take it easy. But we can't talk about getting our blood pumping without including some kind of physical body activity. Now, here's the last one. A favorite of mine is to do something that intimidates you. So what intimidates you? Have you ever gone on a solo trip, like taken a flight, rented a car, explored a place you've never been all on your own? Even if you stay with friends or family, have you ever given yourself this kind of space, space to think, space to make decisions that pertain to only you, like where to eat or which route to take? Recently, I spent a week back in New Jersey and I did just what I was saying above. I flew alone without the dog or the husband. I rented a car. I drove all around New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I visited my dad's grave alone. I ate and drank what I wanted took the roots I wanted, listened to the music I wanted. And because I was alone, I could even wear headphones like in the airport and on the plane. And it was wild because doing that, it was like I was giving life a soundtrack. It, it was crazy and amazing. And it was an experience I have not done in a really long time. You know, I love to travel with my husband, but I've been married since I was 19. So this was a new experience and I wasn't sure why, but I was having a lot of feels. And during flight delays and all of the airtime I had, I had a lot of time to analyze these feels. I was also able to speak to many of my female friends and family members in all stages of life and relationships about what I was feeling and get their perspectives. And timing is everything. And this trip was really right on time for me and everything that I was going through at the time. 
So let me share with you how my thought process evolved. I started thinking about if I was single. I asked myself, what are the first three things I would do if I suddenly found myself single? Now, if you want to try this exercise, I suggest you stop here, hit pause, and take a few minutes to really consider this. I also suggest that you write your answers down, okay? If you decided to put us on pause to make your list, welcome back. The first thing I would do if I suddenly found myself as single is make less of a big deal about meals. I thought it was really interesting that this came up for me, especially first. I've never really thought about it before, but the funny thing is I'd probably save money and lose weight if I do this. The second thing I would do is drive a convertible instead of a minivan. I thought it was really wild that I had this idea too. I've been considering the idea of having a convertible just because it's so freeing. But in this scenario, I saw something else. I all of a sudden felt like if I'm a single person, I don't have to worry about taking care of other people. I can focus on taking care of myself. And I like to have a bigger car and a bigger home so I can accommodate other people. I don't know if this makes sense to anyone else. <laughs> so I envisioned myself in a small, cool car and even pictured a small, cool living space. And here's the third thing I would do. I'd allocate money to attend professional development workshops and some kind of retreats. I've always wanted to do this, but my husband isn't into it because he already does this kind of thing at work. Well, I don't get to, and I think I'd enjoy it. So I just, I want to do it. So these are my three big things, nothing crazy. In doing this little exercise, I had a big realization now. I realized I was irritated and I was irritated because I felt trapped. And my go-to was, of course, to blame my husband for my feelings because this had to be his fault. His asking, what are we doing for dinner? Or saying, I don't want to get into another car payment. Or me having to justify to him why a professional development opportunity is worthwhile. I, I felt like a cat trying to get out of a bag. I felt trapped and it was suffocating. And I just want to do what I want to do. So I felt like, stop controlling me. I can't get excited about life if you're holding me down. These were my thoughts. But is he though? I am well aware that no one can make us feel any kind of way. We make ourselves feel what we do. And I know this. So what's really going on? I looked at the three things I would do if I were single again. Differently though this time. And I realized that if I boil them down further, I think what I want is to simply worry less about others and do more for myself. That this isn't really about anybody but me. Now I'm sure you've come to the same conclusion I finally came to. Lynette, why do you have to be single to do this? I don't. <laughs> and I also don't want to be single. I adore my husband. I just want to be free. But we can be free and still be married and still be mom and still have a career and still be all of these things together. We just have to have the freedom to do the things that get our blood pumping. Unfortunately, this does not mean that we may not be met with resistance. Sometimes it's difficult to get what we need. We have family, we have responsibilities, and money comes into play. Sometimes we know we need to do something for ourselves, but somebody else in our lives doesn't see its importance, which stinks because it makes us wonder if they see us and our happiness as important. And sometimes we feel resentful because 
we're made to justify what we want. Like we need permission. Like we're begging for our own freedom. All I can tell you is that each of our situations is different. But I do have four tips for you that I believe will assist you in getting a partner on board when you feel the urge to take part in an experience that they might not quite understand. Number one, know what you want and be able to clearly state it. Number two, know what you will be willing to compromise to get it. Number three, don't assume you know what another person is thinking. And number four, don't be afraid to have difficult conversations. We would love to hear your thoughts. Join us, come chat with me in our private Facebook group, Motivate Me Support System. And you can check out Motivate Me Podcast for anything else. As usual, I'm going to leave you with some truth talk from me to you. It is vital that we activate our feel-good hormones. Doing this inspires us to participate in the world around us. It inspires us to create. It inspires the kind of happiness that we project to others. And when we do these things, we feel valuable and important and we impact the world and live in our purpose. Here's a bonus for you today, ladies and gentlemen. When you engage your whole body in an experience, you know the kind that gets your blood pumping? You're focused and you're in the present. And it is only in the present that we find true peace and happiness. Please remember that you motivate me. I'm Lynette Renda. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.